So I remember I was in, um, it was probably like in middle school. I was in middle school and it was Ramadan and I had just started like fasting, right? Mm. And so just a little bit of background from like kindergarten to eighth grade, I went to the same school, like kindergarten to eighth grade. And so I knew everybody and there was just like this one girl who was like the most popular at school and she like had all the cool friends and did sports and all that stuff, whatever. And so I got invited to her birthday party at her like really nice house and there was like a pool and it was like a bunch of uh, like it was pretty much like all the cool kids. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we're there. There's like music playing they've got like a like a virgin like margarita thing so it's like like limeade slushies pretty much anyway so we're here at the party and it's ramadan Mm -hmm. and so i'm like i can't eat or drink additionally my arm is broken um so i have like a cast on but i still want to go to the party and i still want to swim so i'm wearing like this trash bag on my arm so like i'm obviously the coolest kid at the party you know because i'm like swimming like a shark through the pool got my cast straight up but i keep going to her dad and like i don't want like i was weird about like like asking when sunset was mm-hmm. so i mm. knew i knew when maghrib was and so i would come up to him and i didn't want to like ask any other kids and be like hey um like it was it was like the the dad of like the party and i was like hey what time is it and he would like tell me the time and then I would like go and like hang out with everybody and then I'd come back and be like, Hey, what time is it? And then oh. I would come back like maybe five, ten minutes. And the third time I remember I came up to him, I was like, Hey, Mr. Uh, I'm not going to say the last name, but Hey, um, what time is it? And he's like, Hey, listen, Ahmed, if you like, don't want to be here, it's fine. We can call your parents if you want to like go. It's oh my just, God. Like I totally understand. I know like you've got the cast and everything. And I was like, no, Mr. Rubo, I just, I can't eat until sunset, and I'm trying to figure out, and he's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, like, I didn't mean to just, like, because, like, he was, like, obviously ticked off, because he, like, I keep coming up to him and be like, hey, what time is it, what time is it, what time, and I, I was like, I'm so sorry, but, like, oh I just want to eat, and he's like, oh my god, here, I'm like, we'll put some food aside for me, I'm just, da, 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 da. Poor <laughs> like I, 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 I never forget that, and because he was like the nicest guy, but I could see he was frustrated in that moment. I was like, oh no, he hates me now. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Third Culture Block, a podcast where we talk about our experiences that have led us to art and who we are today. I'm Wasal Jibril. I'm Ahmed Mustafa. And I'm Mohammed Smail. So some of you guys have reached out to us wondering, what exactly is a third culture kid? So we thought for today's episode, we'll talk a little bit about that. And we're probably going to talk a lot of it about code switching. So third culture, to be from a third to, it's not to be, you're not like, there's not a third culture out there. It's just like. To be or not to be? No. Um, it's to be. I will always be. Um, but no. It's more along the lines of a third culture is rises from the ashes of two cultures that have that do not make you feel complete, so you feel the need to create another culture out of the two. Because one simply 
does not solely define you. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The definition I've come across. Yes. So we as third culture kids were people raised in a culture distinct from that of our birth country or the birth country of our parents before we had developed our own personality or cultural identity. Mm. I'd say kind of adding to that, like for me, third culture kid is an individual who develops their identity without having like a space of their own so there's there are places that they can relate to um like back home or where they are now but neither of them are owned by that individual so it's not their space it's like it's just a place right a lot of this third culture thing it seems super individual right take for instance we saw's third cultureness and my third cultureness you know mm-hmm. Both Libyans who moved to America, um, born in America, and have been pitter-patter between Libya and, and, and the States, but, like, very different experience. Mm-hmm. Very, very different in terms of, like, what our cultural identity is. Like, we, we hold certain values from both American and Libyan culture, but entire it's, it's very individualized. Mm-hmm. And so trying to... It, trying to tie that individualism to the fact that there is no space that like fully encapsulates your experience like the closest is like your siblings right they have they have like the same kind of mm-hmm. um cultural uh, mm-hmm. yeah like uh, third culture same, identity yeah. right and it's usually children of immigrants mm. i think that's also another like key mm-hmm. ingredient um children of immigrants um, or children of, of occupants, right? Um, like during colonization, right? Like people's children are definitely going to develop a new culture as they're mm-hmm. being occupied, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like the dilution of, of you know, our identity that, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. causes a lot of, um, I think, struggle and revolt. Mm-hmm. So essentially, home is everywhere and nowhere. Mm. Mm. Home is where the heart is. Home is where the heart is. Um, but so no. it's inside my it's chest. Because, like... <laughs> that was beautiful. Michael Jackson, is that you? Back from the dead? Well, I don't know about that. Oh, but, you that know, is I, do what, I do what I do, that you know? That is not... Never mind. Kachuk, Kachuk, we're out of here. I don't, I don't, whatever that is. <laughs> no, thank <Gosh>. you. <laughs> define it as i'm like in limbo though yeah i like in my recent years my third culture or whatever you want to say um i just say i'm with slot because like i'm not american enough to be part of the american club and i'm not libyan enough to be part of the libyan club and so it's just like all right well then i'm uh, i'm just me i got a little bit of this and a sprinkle of that and then just shake it all up with the way i think of things and voila you have a whistle. But there's like Ta-da! still like there's still like 
there's still like common experiences that you have as a Wasan yeah. with other third culture kids. And you know what I think is that really like interesting? shows up on social media all the time. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. absolutely. But what I think is interesting, and and it kind of like rolls back into what you were saying earlier that it's very individualistic, is that like it's the same situation, but with a different brain. So everyone has their own personal. So everyone will take what they take from the culture and leave what they leave from the culture and it's mix and match mm. situation but also it's like right. what the parents bring what the parents bring but it's also what you take from what your parents bring mm-hmm. like some people are, are still die hard oh no we have to do this certain thing because that's how our parents do it that's how our family right. back home do it right. and right. i'm just right. like mm, or if you really don't want to you don't have to because it's if it doesn't speak to you or if it doesn't like you know like even then even if your parents bring the same things what the indi- the the individual the child of this outcome right what they take from it will be different their experiences that they go through will be different and will also mm. um better evolve what they become but so, that's so weird like how do how do the common experiences happen then i feel like there is just like a subset of you know ship ship wooden spoon there's like yeah, there's no. you know uh no you can't go out two times in a row what the heck are you doing like uh, kind of these common yeah they're common I didn't but say like no all common. but like and those things are like things that like all um of the uh, for lack of a better term origin culture brings to the new land and like it's common between you know us and muhammad even though he's in the uk yeah. And it's like, oh, we all have this common experience. We, and we so also, that's like the base. But you also also have to keep in consideration that third culture kids are not just the Arab immigrants. Yeah. No, right? I'm, t- I'm talking about this context. Yeah. yeah. So so you also have that. So you, it's very so that I think I was speaking from a wider spectrum. Uh, but also even okay. amongst Arab immigrants, for example, I learned the hard way. Libyan is North African. Asham has their own, like, even among, like, you know, like. <laughs> there's a big difference. There's a huge difference. And, um, like, and it just, and not in a bad way, but I'm just saying, like, I learned that the hard way that even amongst third culture kids that can relate with things also have things that they absolutely don't relate with. Right. And that kind of also bubbles down. And even then, like like I was saying, like some people have a business mindset. Some people have an artistic mindset. Some well, people have this. So you take you, things the way you want to take them. Do you guys think it's a community then? Or is it just like an individual thing? It's a, it's a com- So here's the thing. A beautiful thing about communities. Just because everyone relates in a community doesn't mean everybody is exactly the same in the community. Yeah. So I think that's where I'm trying to get at is that like you have relatable the 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 standard relatables everybody's gotten a shib shib or a wooden spoon thrown at them at some point in time okay whether you're Libyan whether you're Syrian whether somebody Wait, so is this like this is not third culture broadly this is third culture Arab yeah okay right so and that's a that. community that's a community a shib shib being a flip flop. A ship ship being a Which I didn't even learn until I was like fourteen. <laughs> you mentioned that the other yeah, day. Yeah, like I did I went to high school and I was like at a I was at like a like a field trip or something. I was like, Hey, can you pass me my ship ship? they and they just looked at me. 
Like I had never, <laughs> I didn't know what a ship ship was called in English. And so they were just like, you mean a flip flop, idiot? And I was like, ah, I'm foreign. <laughs> you know you're different. Like if you feel like you fit in, then you not have then you have not developed that third culture identity part. Like if you can go to school and feel one hundred percent not foreign, because you said, oh, I'm foreign. Like your immediate reaction was like, Don't cut me some slack, man. We don't call it flip flop at home, right? If you don't have that experience and you're like a hundred percent immersed in the culture then you have leaned towards one culture this is not to say if you do lean in 100 into the culture you are now in that that's necessarily a bad thing that's no just, no 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 yeah it just means that's going to be a different experience yeah. to exactly. third culture kids who do struggle yes we do have a lot of overlaps regardless of where you are originally from as a third yeah. culture kid you will have certain overlaps with other third culture kids um but then you'll also have the differences right yeah so i think it's better if we stick with the conceptual similarities so um or even experiences in terms of questions we would struggle to answer like mm. where are you from for me it changes depending on the person asking sometimes if it's another third culture kid i will tell them listen i was born in libya i moved to the uk when i was four years old i went to this city this city my parents you are like this the cultures like this yeah. i, can't, I will go attacked. all out because i know they will understand they've been there other people will be like oh where are you from i'll be like oh i'm from chesterfield united kingdom and then you wait because... for the like where are you really from mohammed yeah no no i'll wait for that awkward <laughs> silence and then that squint of the eyes and then like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. but like where are you from from mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the question mm-hmm. of from from like where are you from you know if somebody throws the where are you from from at me i have started to say my mother's womb like because <laughs> like i was born in atlanta like what more do you want me i was born in atlanta georgia that's where the story starts okay yeah like literally that's where the story starts <laughs> right just because my parents aren't like we're not born here doesn't it, it immediately like and i think that's why i developed the the whole like mm, i'm in limbo because i've always been reminded mm, where are you from from I, I don't think it's fair to like exclude people who have just like gone through life accepting and you know uh thriving in the status quo and then later on try to uh, recognize their roots or whatever and then start identifying with parts of like their their ancestry you know and parts of like their family does I don't know does that count as like that that rekindling or reconnection with ancestry does that I, because it doesn't have like the upbringing of like um, you know being raised in that separate culture does that make sense it makes sense and i was thinking about it earlier and when we're defining like children of immigrants i was also thinking maybe even children of children of immigrants so it's like first generation second generation because like the whole thing america is like supposed to be like the melting pot right so it's like no everybody's an immigrant here um right like literally everybody unless you're like indigenous native american no right so just like that brings up the question it's just there's the American 
uh, identity and the, the culture. Of it, and then there's the then there's like other countries' cultures. And so what is the after America's established kind of thing? Um, and now we have two cultures to kind of bring out, or I don't, I don't know. It's it's kind of I'm I'm comfortable with saying it's like a family where the family is a microcosm of a foreign culture mm. in a macrocosm of another culture. So, like, we take a little piece of there and we have Libya in the house, America outside. Now you step foot and then you have the, like, so Libya in the house, UK fill outside. It gets really exciting every time you find, like, a random, like, Libyan who's never been, like, fully submerged in the Libyan, like, quote-unquote Libyan community, right? And it's like a, like a, but they still, like, their family still is heavily Libyan. And so it's just like, you don't have to have the community to be there. So it is, it is parents. I don't know, because I think for me, like, I felt parents. like growing up, I was super sheltered, right? Like, I went into high school and I didn't, like, have the same experiences that a lot of the other high school kids did. Um, and that was a matter of me just like kind of catching up and using a lot of Google to get there. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and so like I can say that is true and that is my experience. And then like adding on to that, I can also say that I wasn't super involved with like the community um, in Houston. For instance, I didn't know that that there were like really other faiths until like seventh grade. You know, I was like, oh, everyone's just Muslim. And then, like, I, we read a book in English class that made allusions to Jesus being God. And I was like, but that's not... Incorrect. Wait, hold on a second. And then, like, that, like that's the level, level of, like, sheltered that I was. But it wasn't that, like, I was only hanging out with Muslims. It was just, like... It never came up. Yeah, I was just raised with, like, my, my family thinking that. And then it never really, like, was an environment that, that was ever challenged or, like, that was, like, really thought about. And so for me, trying to make sense of that as third culture is, is the key. It's really tiresome when you walk up to the concession stand and someone and you're like, can I have Munkin uh, Pepsi? Like if you say phonetically correct Pepsi, the way it's supposed to be or like mm -hmm. whatever you guys say in the UK, don't at me. Um, but if you say it the way that you're normally hey, saying hey, it... Hey, we have a P. <laughs> we, we, we speak the same language. No, 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 no. Anglaise. Okay, right? Yeah. I kid you not. This has happened to me. Munkin, Pepsi. Can I have a Pepsi? And they're like, Shani, what? Like, they're genuinely confused. And I was like, mm, Bipsy. And they're like, oh, Bipsy, goody Bipsy. And then a, sec a second time that happened to me with a Red Bull. I guarantee you, if you walk in and you say Red Bull, you're going to sit there and hear yourself say Red Bull a few times until it just sounds wrong because they're like, you know what, Red Bull, you know, like it doesn't even, it doesn't click doesn't in their register. mind. That's because that's how they're exposed what to it. What are you it. supposed to say? So, Red Bull. Red Bull. Munkin Red Bull. And I realized, I was like, this is another Pepsi situation. Red Bull, and they're like, oh, Red Bull, okay, Red Bull, bye, okay. You know, and I'm just like... It's like it's like when you say when you say water versus water. 
and like people don't like people learning english don't know like they they still they won't understand what you're saying when you say water versus like water best here in the united states of the america where we have many different accents yes i'm from atlanta atlanta oh yeah do you know how many times like we when we moved out here to california and they're like, oh, um, I'm just like, oh, I recently moved out here from Atlanta. And they're like, where? I'm like, Atlanta. And they're like, where's that? And then I'm I'll come like, in, I'll say, I'll say here, like, like, Atlanta. Really? No, and then he's like, Atlanta. And then you say, Atlanta, Georgia. And they're like, oh, okay, sorry, I didn't, I must have like misheard you. And I'm just like, no, you heard right. You just don't know how it's pronounced. <laughs> um, and it's it's Atlanta. You know, like you do not pronounce the T's. You don't Atlanta. say Atlanta. Atla- yeah, it's Atlanta. It's it's so heavy if you say Atlanta. Yeah. What is language? But Gosh, yeah, no, I think I think even words. even like between Arabic, right? Like you're trying to speak like. I remember when I first went to Egypt. I was like, oh, this is a whole goddamn different language. Oh, like, what, so is, what is me. this accent we're saying? Like, like, so Ida. like, that's not a sentence. Why are you saying it's that? It's supposed to be Shinihada. <laughs> like, Eda. It's like, that's not Arabic anymore. You're just saying anything. Yeah, no. Nagib? No, that's not my dad's <laughs> name. Like, what are you saying? So, like, my dad's from East and my mom's from West. Yeah. And so, like... Oh, I remember cocktail. going over to Libya and trying to like learn Arabic and get immersed, and then like the word beach, right? So bahar and bahar, bahar, bahar and bahar, right? And like it sounds like it's the it sounds like it's the it's said the same, but for some reason when I was there, like when it was put into a sentence in the east. I learned it, and then I couldn't understand it in the West. Like I was like, "Wait, Whoa. what? Is, what is that word you're Bahar. saying?" Bahar. Bahar. And it's Bahar. like it's like Bahar. heavier, and then they yeah. like and, and the whole thing. And it's like no, you I think th- you learn words, and then you go different places regionally, yeah. and you're you're lost. And it's fun for me. <laughs> it's fun. I like take mental notes, and I'm just like, okay, so over here they say this over there. Like even down to like regional folding, like the word to fold clothes mm. in the West. Mm. All right. In the east, some say Dgartsidbesh. What the hell does that mean? It's just so different. <laughs> I hate and it. It amazes me. Like, I can't even order food. I'm just uh, like, hey, Nibi Ibrak. Like, I, I want like the 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 uh, cabbage dolma. wraps. And then I go to West. They're like, that's dolma, idiot. And it's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's Why? so. It's fun for me to kind of like compartmentalize languages it's so fun for me oh i love it so add on top of that the an extra layer for third culture kids of not only do you have regional differences but you have an entirely different language mm-hmm. yeah. and cultural expressions to kind of get used to and it is just overwhelming sometimes and oh, that's yeah. i think where the culture shock comes in because yeah. There's a heavy emphasis on third culture kids, from my experience anyway, of my parents always thinking, okay, we're going to be here for a couple of years and then we're heading back. So we're just going to inject him with all the Libyan culture. Yeah. So all of a sudden I'm exposed to a new language, a new form of expression, uh, new idioms, new phrases, new sayings, new metaphors. Yeah. Metaphors do not translate people. Not all the time. I learned that the hard way when I <laughs> went to Libya. And I was like, well, you know, it's like, or like a simile. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like this. And they'd be like, 
Come again? What? 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 You know, it's like this. <laughs> Ta-da, this one's this one's a killer at my school. Why aren't they thinking it's funny? <laughs> like, what's going on? No, I mean like like I, one of my favorite ones is within tweel, right? So like in 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 Arabic, when you say within tweel, it's like you have long ears, and so yeah. In in the in the in the east, at least I don't know if it's throughout Libya, but my dad's like, yeah, I know if you have like long ears, that means like you know you kind of like take your time, you you like swing your ears about while you're like you know, you're you're kind of like uh like you're so chill. And so, like, you say long ears in the States, it's like, what the hell are you talking about? Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> or, like, long ears in, like, uh, like Asian cultures, like, it's supposed to be, like, a sign of wisdom or whatever, you know, like, from the mm. from the old paintings and stuff. Exactly. So it's like, exactly. what's going on? Oh, um, also, there's Yijri um, Beek. He's just running with yeah. you. Yeah. Y'all, I have Wait, Translate it again? Yijri Beek mm-hmm. means he's just joking, right? Oh, okay. He's just messing with you. But usually beak is like directly translated to he's just running with you. He's so I have thrown that out there and they're like, he's running with me. I'm like, he's just joking. He's just joking. <laughs> Sorry. But one thing till this day I struggle with, guys, is you turn off the lights. Yeah. And I had to be corrected a million and five times by like my native English speaking American friends or whatever. That it's you turn off the lights, not you close the lights. Suck the light, close the light. Suck the light. Can you close, close the, the lights, light. please? Can you close? So it like took me years to get that down. That you turn off lights, you do not close them. And then like for me, it was like same, same. They're like, no, no, it's not the same. Like I, I mean, I see it now with my niece, right? So she's like, like learning Arabic and English at the t- same time. So she's like, Alif, ah, ah, apple. It's like. No. No, <laughs> no, Jenna. <laughs> no. That's, that's not how it is at all. Abort, abort. <laughs> the number of times my brain has just told me abort, abort, like you just said, Wasan, is staggering. <laughs> Honestly. So when I was about 14, 15 years old, right? So I'd been to English school for several years by now and English had become my first language. And I was still going to Arabic school on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, we'd go visit Libya and I tried to engage in a conversation with my uncles or my cousins, right? And then there is a deep struggle when you cannot find the word the in word. Arabic where you're like, and I'm in Arabic, I'm saying, oh, you know that word that the, you know that, you know, you the know thing, that word. With the place. And then the I, with the my thing. brain is just like, you idiot, you know, another language, use it. So then I use English and I will continue speaking in English. And then I just see the look of dread on their face because they stopped understanding me three minutes ago. (laughs) And my brain is just like, okay, so I may have gone a bit too far with this. (laughs) Go back, go back, go back. Abort, abort, abort. Um, But one thing, um, one thing that I have noticed though, Okay, so I, I used to be very hot. And when I say I used to, I mean, like, probably, like, last year. Like, I've only recently been kind of, like, self-healing in a sense of, like, you are not stupid. You know multiple languages. That's all. Right? So I'll have, like, moments where I'm, like, I genuinely, I, I'm, like, I'm looking you dead straight in the eye. I'm, like, I know this word. Don't remember what it is in Arabic, but I know it in English. Or you know it in English, but you don't want to remember what it is in Arabic. Did I say the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or you, you know, know it in, or you know you it know in, French, in French, but nobody here speaks French. Yeah. Or or even down to like the Libyan language. I know all the car parts in Italian. 
don't know them in Arabic. I don't know them in English. I just know them in Italian. Because that's what we right? do in Libya. Freno, sesso, marcia. Exactly. Coffee, no. Freno, man, no. Freno, man, no. But no, no, no. So when you're around similar-minded, wired people who you know, when I know you know Arabic and English, I just, I nirtah. And I just start throwing in the English and the Arabic and the English and the just Arabic. Oh my it just, God. Like, it is the greatest the feeling ever. Eng- English Arabic. Just, You're just right. like, look you at all these just, words I have at my my disposal you know, now. Language flows. It flows because I know for a fact that if the word comes up in Arabic, um, it just, just let it go. Mm. Versus other situations where you just have. And then, so when I was submerged in that for way too long, or if all of your friends for the most part are like native or, or, or like bilingual arabic and english you get stuck in that and i find myself saying yani to like random americans and mm. while i'm trying people to don't like speak you arabic, know, yeah. people who don't speak arabic people who like and i'm just like yani or best or like i just throw in random words and they just when you see someone look at you like how you were saying um Three minutes of conversation, everyone had like you've lost vacant. Them. Just you like, know, they're just like, oh, what was that word? I'm like, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. You just like back to it. Do you, you, your mind, like you are more, they like you're more focused. Oh, it has to be like intentional. An intentional, yeah. More mm-hmm. intentional, mm-hmm. like you, you when you're talking. So then it just like after having a conversation when it's strictly one language, y'all, my brain starts to hurt, and I walk out mm, of that, mm, and mm, I'm mm. just like, mm, I'm gonna need a minute because. My- my biggest struggle is like so I along with computer science I studied Spanish uh, in in undergrad and oh, it's literally all language yeah and the no and I was actually I was not gonna go into this I wanted to jump into like not necessarily la- that would like language just being the tip of the iceberg and then talking about other stuff but I wanted yeah. to throw this last part in where um, you kind of have this okay I can speak English and then there's this other language right. It's like there's the Arabic, right? And you can you can use that language to kind of talk to specific people and maybe like mix it in together. That's like the ideal, like mm. free flowing kind of conversation mm. with people. But then when I started learning Spanish, the the slot of other language mm-hmm. shared with Arabic. Ooh. So like whenever I would like try to speak Arabic, I would start speaking Spanish. Or I like or vice versa or like so I would use like Arabic words in my Spanish class when I'm like in conversation. It's like wella like instead of all like Especially or because there are already cognates. So yeah. It really messes up your so that really messed me up. And so like I remember the most surreal and beautiful experience I had was I went to a meshid when I was studying abroad in Chile and so everyone was speaking Span Arabic. And it was Whoa. like, wow. and, and so there was like English and Spanish and Arabic and everyone just, I could just throw out any word that I had ever heard. And just and like, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like, wow, <laughs> finally. This is where I belong. <laughs> like, and you like, you zoom out like 10 feet and just a bunch of people going blah, 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 blah. Like, it doesn't make any <laughs> sense in any language, but like, they get it. <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, no. And and so, yeah, I just wanted to point that out before saying kind of like, this is just the tip of the iceberg. This is just the language. Now, getting into like like certain faux pas culturally, if I were to start, like I would have to code switch the story, the entire story, depending on the person I'm telling to, right? Mm. So it's like, like if I have like a tray or whatever of food and I'm like serving it to like a room of people, 
you guys would see like, oh, I, I gave it to, you know, um, my friend first instead of like the guest or instead of like the oldest person in the room or like and, like if I just like dishonor the cow, right? You start from the right side right. of the room or, and you go around. Or like before even serving, I like eat something myself, God forbid. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like I don't have to explain any of that stuff. Like when I'm telling the story, it's like, yeah, no, I, I so we had some people over and like I was, I was just kind of um, like I was just fresh from, from school. So I came in and I just started eating and like you guys were like, <gasps> You ate with Ouch. guests over. <laughs> but, like, if I told that story to, like, someone who's not, like, from an Arab background, I'll be like, yeah, I know. I, like, came uh, I, I came back from school, and then, like, I, I ate some food because I was really hungry, even though we had guests over. And they're like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> why, why are you telling me this? It's like, no, 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 you don't get it. Like, if we have guests over, like, like even if I look at the food, it's a problem. And they're like, oh. You eat after the guests. <laughs> Like that, like oh my god! Like I, the table, I, 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 I didn't help with setting the table, and oh, you know, my mom's gonna kill me. It's like, why would she gonna kill you? Like, Cultural <laughs> context is so crucial so, when telling a story. Honestly, right? You, you like code switch the entire like telling of it. Like you, you, you yeah. can't tell it the same way anymore, or yeah. use like like, and that's just not that's not language. That's just like, yeah, you have to know. The, a history, a, a history yeah. to get it. Yeah, exactly. The oh, best, but... the best example of that is telling a joke, an mm. Arabic joke in English and an English joke to, to, to Arabs. You just oh, can, yeah. you cannot, so for the life of you, get a laugh. I have tried <laughs> so many times, believe me, to an audience of just like a deafening silence, and it's just like, you know what? I'm gonna stick with Arabic jokes with you guys, and when I go back home to the UK, I'm gonna continue just telling you English jokes, and that'll be that. That's or, fine or, with me. We'll just stick with puns, or <laughs> it'll be fine. Ahmed's thing reminded me of the first time I had someone sleep over. Who is this stateside or? This is stateside. Okay. Um, and I just like. For, and, and they're not Arab. It was like my first American friend who came over, stepped over, blah, 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 and it was, like, interesting for me. I was like, oh, this is cool. And I didn't realize how different the culture was, like, to the point where I just found, I found myself judging my friend, guys. <laughs> like, she op- <laughs> I was like, like, she opened the refrigerator. In your house? In my house. <laughs> Whoa. And all I can see is my mom coming down the stairs and, like, looking at me with confusion, like, why is your friend opening the refrigerator? First of all, why is she even in the kitchen? You know, like, t- what, what is going, like, I just remembered, I was like, wow, like, and it, it, I had to hold myself, because in my head, like, my immediate reaction was like, has she no manners? And then I was like, Whoa. oh, wait, no, 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 that's just how, that's just how. That's how it's normal for her That's to fine. just go through the refrigerator. Right. But I just felt so, like, exposed. Yeah, like, are we and even just, clean the fridge? Yeah, it's not even cleaning the... It's just, like, you do not... Like, I could... Like, I would not... Unless I know you and I'm, like, really, like... Like, you're my aunt. Right. When I say I know you, I mean, like, blood of blood. Mm-hmm. Right? Then... I will you, open, you the can open the refrigerator. But it's asking, like, right? but it's like she just opened it, and I just stood there. And I, Mama was, I remember vividly, almost coming down the stairs, and she's looking at me like, what's like this look of concern, like, why is your friend opening the refrigerator? Like, did we not feed her? Like, like, you, like what? Did you? Did yeah. you make sure to bring and her out water? Exactly like, that, <laughs> you know. And then, or even like, I've like my mom's been in situations where she's been over to like people's houses, and she's like, 
and you won't believe it. I'm like, what? And she's like, they didn't serve us anything. I'm like, mama, they don't ser- like they won't give you anything. Sometimes you just kind of hang out. For. But even right. then, it's like they won't give you. Wa- she's like, not even water. Like even water shouldn't give me. I'm like, were you thirsty? Yeah, I was very thirsty. She's like, did you ask for the water? And she's like, no, she's supposed to give it to you. I'm like. <laughs> If you asked her for the water, I can guarantee you she would have brought you a water. For sure. I mean, that, I mean that's totally, like, I, I remember even my little sister, Nura. Like, Nura is, 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 uh, is, like, was hanging out at some of her friend's house. And, like, it was, like, a party or something or, like, a sleepover. And Nura's like, and you won't believe this. Like, I started having to host the party because they didn't know what they were doing. I was like, <laughs> Nura. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> like, we... you can't host a party at someone else's house. It's like, I did it. I was serving food. I was, I was facilitating the conversation. I was, you know. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Americans, if you talk about Southern hospitality, no. They've never seen hospitality if they're comparing. Well, it's like, different. It's, it's really different. It's very different. different. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah. we're too hospitable. Like, we literally bring it to you in a silver platter. Like, right. Literally. Like, you have to have, like, Everyone four or five trays tray. in your house, a right? silver one. Yeah, yeah. Silver. It must be silver. <laughs> we're just talking about hospitality stuff, like, in the house or whatever. But there, there's, like, there's a certain... Um, this is just highlighting, like, there's a certain category of faux pas that every, every culture kind of has where, like, you, you won't know, you, you have to code switch in order to highlight the faux pas. Um, otherwise, like, it, it will, it'll be lost, you know, and it, so we have, like, the language level, the accent level the the like cultural contextual level um of uh of the code switching sometimes i would struggle so much to express a certain emotion speaking english to my english friends and in my head i will be there will be an internal monologue of me speaking in Arabic expressing myself and I'm trying to get the point across in English and it just it doesn't have the same it's oomph too, yeah it's too simple they understand like, it but it's not they don't it doesn't, it doesn't get it the same it's like love it's like hub and ashq. you know like like, ooh, ooh, like the, the way she said that ashq. Mm. Ashq. Like, like even the sound of it it's just like mm, passion, you know <laughs> just yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah no I, and i think i think the, ver- the the reverse is true as well i feel like growing up with an english education i can hearken to certain like things that i've learned in english to communicate how i'm feeling that i can't to like an arabic audience i think that mm. Even if, even though I know a good amount of Arabic, like mm. there will be words in Arabic that are given to me that are obviously like deeper than I'm appreciating because I didn't, mm-hmm. I, I didn't like experience Learn. those and yeah. vice versa. There are words in English that you have like endowed with great meaning, mm. um, but it's kind of lost on like an Arabic audience. And so mm-hmm. you're emotional self is 
kind of tempered by that audience um, because, you know, the the standard of dealing with emotions in like even like in different circles within the states. But like I think culturally from uh, the Libyan side, at least from like the Arab side versus the American side, there is like the <laughs> there's the there is the sheikh. And I don't know how much I appreciate this joke, but he said like um he's like yeah we need to we need to like raise our children to be kind of um more you know independent you know uh so he's this pakistani sheikh and he's talking about you know we should we should learn a little bit from the arabs and a little bit from the americans in terms of how do you raise your children uh so there's a big slide at the park and us like we we desi uh parents will say oh no you can't go on the slide like you'll hurt yourself and like you don't don't go the Arab parents will just kind of have their son go on the slide, they'll slide, shoot off the slide, hit his head, and then they'll look over, he's not dead, and then they'll continue talking. They won't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then the American kids will, will let their kid go on the slide, and then he'll slide down and hurt himself and be like, oh, Johnny, are you okay? Like, I, I, how are you feeling? <laughs> and so, like, like that was, like, the sheikh, like, during one of his, like, like sermons or khutbahs or whatever. It's like, we need to, like, empower our youth to fail. And also, like, we could learn from... Like the 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 healing kind of like emotional support from the Americans, and also just like they're gonna they're gonna fail they're gonna hurt themselves from the Arabs you know <laughs> it, mm, it, it, mm-hmm. it's it, it, it's uh, it was it was for me it kind of sat sat like uh, I understand it I get Do it I, like I didn't it? I didn't like it but that much but it. also I I've it like seen sense. it happen you know it's it just like yeah. like the stories of my dad like as a kid hitting his face like on a wall corner and you know putting coffee grounds to stop the bleeding and that's like all right now you, you go run along <laughs> go go have some fun <laughs> like, the groceries. right <laughs> exactly versus like here in the states like my little brother was ran into the wall and we took him to the emergency room and like he was like at a commission for like a week you know So yeah, just I think taking all of those considerations and then adding them to the already difficult task of communicating something to someone, yeah. right? Like it happens a lot at work where we have these constant sync ups because you're trying to get four or five people on the same page so that we can continue forward with a project. And that that um, inability to achieve perfect telepathy <laughs> with people is is always going there's always going to be like a communication gap and mm-hmm. some people are better at communicating than others now with everything we've talked about that is just layers to make that that block thicker if that makes sense mm-hmm. so we have the nature of communicating intent or communicating um yourself or communicating um, you know anything being difficult then you wrap that with not having the right words or not using the right accent or um, not having the right cultural context to communicate it in a way that the full meaning is passed along if that mm-hmm. makes sense Thank you so much for listening in. 
We'll post our topics on our Twitter and Instagram, both Third Culture Block, and that's Third Culture Block with a three. This is Wissal Jibrian, Ahmed Mustafa, and Mohammed Ismail.